Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. It is Wednesday, April 19th. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today, I have my very best friend in the whole world, my favorite person on the planet. My husband, Jay St. John, is on the podcast with me, and we're going to be talking again about uh, what it's like to work together professionally and still stay married. (laughs) So (laughs) stick around. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. All right, so we are back on this Wednesday. Uh, we leave this evening. Actually, we're we're doing something a little bit different. We're uh, normally we take you know like the three thirty a.m. flight out of Portland. Uh, tonight we're taking an evening flight out of Portland, heading to Albuquerque, New Mexico. If you are anywhere in the area, please come out and say hello. Uh, it's not too late to register for the Cape Conference, and I think it's going to be a great time. I'm going to be keynoting that event. I got a lot of things on my heart. I'm going to be talking about everything from. Uh, homeschooling to marriage to the culture, uh, just the things that God has taught me over all these years of homeschooling. And I think you're going to be really encouraged. So come on out. And then the following weekend, right after this, we're coming home and we're packing up our stuff and we're heading out to Katy, Texas for Fearless. Fearless is my women's event. And I've been doing this now for about five years. I think you guys are going to be really encouraged. So grab a friend, grab your Bible study, uh, grab your women's leadership team and come on out. Um, I will be there for a day and a half doing my women's event. You can register for that right now at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Many of you have been asking as we've been on the road um, how we do what we do. So one of the questions that we get routinely uh, is how we work together. How did we start working together? Was it something that we always did? And the answer is no, it's not something we always did. It's not even something that we planned on doing. But we have always had one thing I think from the very beginning of our marriage, and that was a sense of shared mission. And that's kind of where we started off yesterday. And so we're going to pick that up from the same perspective today. And uh, Jay and I are going to just talk honestly, because uh, frankly, we don't know another way to do it. So hey, baby, welcome hey, back. Hey, good to be back here again. So Jay, if, if some, when somebody asks you about you know, you know, the question you, standard, you get standardly, pretty standardly, is did you always plan on working together from home? Uh, what's your short answer to that? When somebody comes up to you at a conference and says, oh, I see you're working together with your wife and you have just a couple of minutes to answer the question. I've seen you do this hundreds of times. <laughs> so what's kind of your standard uh, your standard answer? I'm always fascinated. No, we did not plan on being at this place. Yeah. You know, even, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been a very, I'm in a very different place than where I thought I would be. Yeah. But that's good. I mean, that's, I'm, I always tell him, look, God has led us in a place which I think is richer and better. I think, um, I see how God has shaped each one of our kids to be a part of what we do as well. That's Absolutely. something that I'm always just yep. praising God for, just seeing how, um, he's wired us together as a family, the different gifts, different strengths mm-hmm. to 
build his kingdom together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, that's a, a great thing to uh, to tell parents who are considering, for those of you married couples who are considering working together full-time or doing what we did and starting a nonprofit or an, you or some other sort of entrepreneurial uh, business that is going to end up being how your family makes a living, I think so important to pray about it from the very beginning and ask the Lord to show you what those unique skill sets is that you bring and that your children bring. And that's something that we've been doing for years, and it's kind of exciting now because we've been doing this full time for sure for ten years, and it's and we've been praying about it for longer than that. But just um, one of the things we prayed about is that the Lord would show us how our children, if God wanted our kids to be involved. So we're not saying you know you were born into our family and therefore you will you know be in the family business. That's not what this is about. It's more just going, Lord, if you want our kids to work with us, then give it give them a desire to do it and show us what their gifts are. So that we can kind of fold them where they're bent. And that's been uh, a couple of our kids, all of our younger kids, of course, travel with us. Um, you know, and once they get uh, married and they move out or they get grown and whatever, then obviously the choice is up to them. But we're watching some really cool things happen in the lives of our adult kids who are coming back and saying, hey, you know, I, I see that, you know, you guys are still doing this. I still want to be a part of it, which for us as parents of seven kids is kind of exciting. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, you, know, you can't, put a price on that. I mean, you can't buy those things. And I, I'm, that's why I said earlier, I'm so thankful to God for allowing us to be able to do what we do and then to see God use um, these things to teach our kids as well. And to, and to see the giftings that our kids have had and to, to foster that, um, to be able to, to be involved. So it's very yeah, good. It really is. And so uh, we do, normally we're out on the road with our whole family, but because our son Spencer is taking some upper level science and math courses now, and we do that through a tutor and through a local homeschool ministries here in the area, it just isn't feasible for us to be on the road for four months this year. So that means we're flying back and forth to events and we bring our kids with us. So uh, two weekends ago in Kansas City, we brought our daughter Summer and tonight, when we leave for Albuquerque, we're going to be bringing our son, Spencer. So if you're hanging around uh, Albuquerque, coming out and say hello, you can meet Spencer. He's a hoot and holler in good time. He is great. And he's <laughs> actually a drummer. He's going to be, I'm going to be leading worship at that event for the keynote events. And Spencer's going to play cajon with me. And so it'd be kind of fun to yeah. worship together if you can make it out. Yeah, it is. And it's fun to see, I think, um, a family dynamic, how God uses a family dynamic. So that kind of brings us to the second point. We were talking about this on Monday. Um, what The first point that we made was that you really need to be clear-eyed about what you're getting yourself into. It might not look what you, the way you think it's going to look. And I think more often than not, it doesn't. That's right. Um, but the second thing is that you want to be really looking for grace. Is there grace over it? So a lot of times women ask me, you know, how is it that you're blogging and uh, writing for Tyndale and traveling and speaking? It just seems, you know, to a lot of people, I think from the outside looking in, like that is just crazy. Well, it is a little on the crazy side. (laughs) It's a little on the crazy side, but here's the thing. There is a grace over our family for this. And here's what I mean by that. So when I say look for grace, I'm saying, Look for uh, look at your circumstances. So in our family, and this certainly wasn't true 15 years ago, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now. Um, our kids were little, too little, I think, um, and it was time intensive for me, and particularly with homeschooling all of them and all of that. Um, but we were making little strides toward what we wanted to do. We just couldn't do it full time. And uh, and in the meantime, the Lord was doing a maturing work in our heart and just kind of growing us up. And we learned to kind of look for. Um, our circumstances. So for for instance, I was Jay, has it been seven years since we moved in with mom and dad? I think so. Well, it's 2009, We've been living so 
And yeah, we've been living with your with your years. parents for seven years. Yeah. And dad died uh, a couple of years ago. He Two went home ago. to be with the Lord. Yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. And so we still live with um, my mom, our mom and my mom and love, your mother, who I adore. And really, she is a huge part of the reason why we're able to do what we do. Because when I leave town with Jay and we're gone for three days, mom steps right into our shoes and she makes sure that the kids get fed and they get to piano lessons and things like that. That is a tremendous grace over our life. And were it not for that, I we'd be probably looking at a little bit different uh, scenario for sure. I mean, maybe Spencer would be taking chemistry uh, via video. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I think we'd still be doing what we're doing, but not quite the same way. That's a grace over our life. It's a grace over our life. I could not do what I do unless you were home with me. Yeah. And so we've we've been, you know, we're very cognizant. I think uh, you need to be if you're looking to work together full time um, and make it your. Um, make it your primary income, you've got to be going, Lord, well, first take it before the Lord in prayer. I mean, we have labored. We said this on Monday. We've labored over this in prayer. Um, and then go, Lord, what are my circumstances? Lord, where are you at work? I think part of the grace as well is that mom has the same heart that we have. She wants to follow the Lord and love the Lord. And um, she prays for us. And when we're gone, you know, she's steering our kids in the same direction that we are when we are we are here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I think that's just a huge blessing that God has provided for us to be able to do what we do. Yeah. And we don't take it for granted. I mean, it really is a precious thing that mom is able to do that. And and that's another, it's another grace too, because when your dad was alive, there was no way because she was primarily taking care of him. And so I think, you know, just looking to see what are your circumstances, because your circumstances are going to change uh, from year to year, certainly, and ours have. Yeah. And I think, you know, something else you said earlier was, you know, each transition when we've, because it does seem like God brings us to a point of somewhat of a crisis. Yeah. And we're just like, oh dear, we have, you know, we need to do this, but it will require this sacrifice or this step that we don't don't know how to do, or we're scared to do for some reason. And we usually labor over that and pray over that and look, you know, what's God's word telling us, what are friends telling us, circumstances, things, you know, a lot of the stuff that, um, uh, uh, Henry Blackaby said, yes, experiencing, experiencing God. And we, God. We often go back to that's that, a staple our thoughts in that. Yeah. yeah. And, and kind of thinking through, you know, man, looks like God's doing all this stuff. And then having to take a step of faith. It really, you know, it looks to somebody on the outside maybe that we've just made, you know, these decisions here and there. And they were just, you know, strategically thought through. And we just were, you know, so had a roadmap. Well, I mean, there, there's some general roadmaps we have in our minds, but it seems like God steers us the way He wants. And quite often, I think he stretches us even more by having mm -hmm. us go a direction that we just were thinking, oh, wow, we probably can't or don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And not every time, of course, but... Um, well, and it really brings life to the verse that says, you know, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. I mean, I can right. think of, you know, probably five things just off the top of my head, plans that we made, and the Lord was like, oh, no, 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 you know, I want you to do to do this in, instead. And sometimes those things can be painful. And when you're looking around at what your circumstances are and what is it that God's uniquely wired you to do, it's important to take into account that God is going to do a shaping work in your heart in the process. I always tell people that for the, oh my goodness, the first several years of our traveling back and forth on an airplane, I've been in the back or more jet planes than I care to. <laughs> the very last row <laughs> the against very the last wall, row, you can't right lean next back. to the bathroom, <laughs> you know, um, in the middle row, you can't lean back. And the, I remember one time I texted Jay, and now I don't go anywhere without Jay. Jay and I um, traveled together for lots of different reasons. Um, so I don't travel by myself, but I did for a while. And I just remember one time texting him. Do you remember this, honey? Oh, yeah. Uh, there, I was sitting in the very back row of this huge, you know, this huge airplane. And 
there was a guy next to me who was clearly hungover, and he fell asleep on my shoulder and snoring on me, drooling on me. I took a picture, and he reeked like alcohol. I took a picture, uh, you know, as much as I could of it, like a selfie, and I texted it to Jay, you know, as we landed. I don't know where I was. As we landed, and I was just like, okay, the God wants to do a sanctifying work in my life through the process of sticking me in the back of an airplane. But we're always going, okay, if you'll just give this thing to the Lord, even the hard things, and say, Lord, what is it that you're trying to, are you trying to humble me? You know, Are you trying to teach me to, de- to depend on you? There's always something that God's trying to teach us. And God gives us the grace. That's what our point here is, yeah. is to look for the grace. Because God gives you the grace to go through, and we usually think of it as the trials, and, and he definitely He does. And sometimes when you're following God, He will walk you through an area that just makes you trust God so much, you feel like you're in a definite trial. Mm. And He will give you grace to get through it. But also God will give you grace, just a flat-out blessing. You know, just He'll give you things that are, you know, just really good things, and that's part of His grace. Mm-hmm. And just... You know, enjoy those things. You know, see them for what they are. Thank Him for what they are. Mm. You know, thank you, God, so much that you've given us these blessings. You know, whatever those things are, doing because He wants us to enjoy those gifts that are from Him, and mm-hmm. it it really will help you because it, it helps us get through and walk. You know, along a journey that you know it's scary to go down a road that you're not sure where it's going to all go. Yep, it's true, and that's the the third point, which is to be willing. If you want to work together as a husband and wife, you need to be willing to be poor for a season. Um, there have been many times over the course of when we first started going out on the road, you know, we we bought an old, oh my goodness, honey, this is, it seemed like a beater. It was like a beater. A, a class C, you know, motorhome. We figured out a way to get sponsored so that we could at least have gasoline, right, to get from one point to the next. But I can remember, you know, and God did miracles. We saw miracles that year on the road. And one one story in particular, and we'll wrap it up for today, and we'll come back on Friday and sort of finish this. Because we have two more points I think are going to encourage you. But Jay, do you remember right before we went to leave, um, our neighbor? Do you remember our neighbor coming oh, yeah. over? And he he rang my uh, the doorbell, and we've been packing. I'm sure he thought it was like Noah's Ark. Like we've been packing this old motorhome because we just we knew that God was asking us to do this. We were talking about homeschooling and homeschool co ops and trying to get. Um, really, what now it just seems like crazy, but back then it seemed like a good idea. We were trying to get a nation <laughs> to start homeschool cooperatives. Well, and we thought that churches really would want to we do really this. And did. so we went across the country meeting with churches and pastors yeah. and thinking, man, every place we go, they're going to start a homeschool co op. And, and it was grace because if we'd yeah. known what was really going to happen, I don't know that we ever would have, we never would have left. Oh, yeah. We would have well, stayed Everything home. about that was America, like you said earlier. I mean, gas at that point was around $5 a oh, gallon. So it was ridiculously expensive. The, the motorhome would only go like 200 <laughs> miles at a time before the gas tank was empty. Yep. And it was a piece of junk to begin with. So it was just a grace that it was even going along the road. And we had all, we had six kids with us. Thing after thing after thing. Yeah, yeah, six kids with us on the road. And we knew that God had asked us to do this this crazy thing, but there was grace. Yep. There was grace for it. And right before we leave, like the day before, our neighbor comes over, who was a super neat guy, but we didn't talk to him all that often. He rings my doorbell. I answered the phone. You know, I'm, you know, I'm covered from head to toe and I was cooking and trying to, and we were packing things into the motorhome and it really did look like we were getting, like loading the ark, you know? And I'm sure that our neighbors were like, what are the... What are the St. John's They're doing? They're moving out. They're moving out. And uh, he said, hey, it's my birthday. <laughs> and I was like, yay, you know, happy happy birthday. And I, you know, wow. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's not, it only happens once a year. It just seemed like this really awkward, con- it was an awkward conversation. And um, I just remember thinking, okay, note to self, I should put that on my calendar in the kitchen because this guy lives across the street from me and it's really important to him that I know when, <laughs> when his birthday is. And he went back home, and what was it, like 10 minutes later, he comes back again, doorbell rings again, I go down there, I'm like, hey, you're back, and he goes, you know, I I got this thing in the mail for my birthday, and I was just like, this is getting weirder, (laughs) weirder and weirder, 
And he hands me a $100 bill. And he said, somebody sent this to me in the mail. And I was like, wow. I mean, I'm a pastor's wife. We don't routinely see $100 bills. We see $1 bills and $10 bills. We don't routinely see $100 bills. And so for me, I was like, well, shoot fire. You know, I hardly ever saw that. And I was like, I told him, I said, dude, that is really cool. Like, happy birthday for real. And uh, he, (laughs) he goes, God told me to give it to you. And I, I was just kind of taken back by that. And he said, I will never forget this as long as I live. He said, God wants me to tell you that he is going to be with you wherever you go, that he will always provide for you, that he'll never leave you, that he loves you. And, uh, and he handed me this $100 bill. And I'm telling you, over the course of those several months that we were out on the road, that everything that could go wrong with that motorhome went wrong. Did we drop a transmission in that one? I believe we did. I believe we did. We, we, yes. I believe we had flat tires. Yes. Yeah. I believe the engine kept wanting to quit. Mm-hmm. The air conditioning wouldn't work down in Phoenix when it's 180 million degrees and you're traveling through. Yeah. We had a lot of um, really tough things happen on that trip. And we learned to trust God in brand new ways. And I'm here to tell you guys, I don't know, I don't know how many times this happened, but it happened at least, at least a half a dozen, maybe a dozen times. Uh, where we would be just at our wit and absolutely at our wits end. One one uh, time in particular, I can think of we're in Alabama. There's steam in the air, right, and it's hotter than heck. And it, and we had I had spoken for this really tiny group of of parents. We were talking about homeschooling, and as we leave, and our kids were being disobedient, right? <laughs> it's like you know, we weren't exactly the shining stars of parenting or anything else. And I think I think it's fair to say we were discouraged. Were you discouraged at that point? Yeah, it was hard not to. I was in pain because my back was out as well. Oh, if that's you right. Oh my goodness. So yeah. So it seemed like just we we felt like just nothing that we were doing was working. We were wondering why in the world we we're out there. And as I uh, exited the church that night and went to, um, and I'm pretty sure that one of my kids was being so naughty. Yes, actually, I remember now. So naughty that I was embarrassed. And I was walking out to the out to the motorhome, and it was late, and the janitor was closing up the church, and there had been somebody sitting in a Volkswagen bus. Do you remember this, babe? Oh yeah. They're they're out there, and they're in their Volkswagen, and I'm thinking, oh my word, we're being stalked. Like it's kind of a it was kind of a beat up car. And as I get closer to the motorhome, and then closer to this this Volkswagen, this woman gets out, and she's dressed kind of beat up too. And I, I started looking around for my husband. I've got two kids with me. It's hot and sticky and it's dark. And I'm a little nervous. And she walks right up to me. And she said, I have something for you. And I was like, okay, you know, just nervous. She hands me a crisp $100 bill. And she said, the Lord wants me to tell you that he's never going to leave you. He's going to provide for you every step of the way. He loves you. And keep, keep doing what you're doing. And then she turned around and she drove off. It was like something out of uh, Back to the Future. It was like she drove off and I never saw her again. <laughs> Didn't know where she went. But I'll tell you what, we took that $100 bill into the motorhome and showed it to our kids and we all just flat out cried. We sat there and cried because it, was, it wasn't it was so much the fact that it was $100. It was the fact that it was that denomination saying the exact same thing that our neighbor had said. And we heard this over and over and over on the road trip. And that's the kind of grace we're talking about, just looking for grace. Even when it seems hard, look for, and you're not, I mean, that's kind of an extreme story, but it was really cool. It was just evidence to us that even though it felt crazy, God was still in it. And I think those are the things we need to look for uh, when we're when we're following God, and especially if we're going to work together. That's right. You know, one of our biggest fears in following God down these roads is has been financial, and obviously financial is one of the you know, they say one of the biggest reasons people get divorced. So obviously it's a, it's a big strain on a marriage for sure. But, you know, God has always 
taking care of us. He tends to often wait to the very last minute to come through for us, but he always has. And it's just really um, by the blessing of God that we have the things that we have and we're able to take care of the things that we're able to take care of and then able to do the ministry that God's asked us to do. We're out of time for today. Before I go, I want to remind you guys, I remember I told you I'm going to be doing uh, Fearless, my women's conference in uh, Katy, Texas. That is just coming up. That's the 28th and 29th of April. You can register for that right now. And ding, 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 we have opened registration. We are going to be in New Jersey for Fearless Northeast. I hope that you'll join us. Registration just opened for that one. So uh, bring a friend, come on out, plan to get encouraged. And uh, if you guys are on the road, come and say hello to us. Jay and I are getting a huge kick out of meeting a ton of you on the road as we're speaking. And so that's encouraging to us. We are going to be in just a couple of days in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if you're anywhere in the area and you want to come on out to that, you can find out more about that. I'll link back to the show notes today, but you can also go to Cape, C-A-P-E of New Mexico and just Google it and you can find out all about the information for that event. So have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom. 